Welcome aboard the mothership of social media. I'm the G-Man, Ron Gerard, and this is another episode of the G-Man Show. You know, we've been featuring classic interviews from our treasure chest of old cassettes and reel-to-reels of greats and near-greats of the baseball diamond. Well, this week we offer you a boxing great, the onion farmer from Canastota, New York, two-time welterweight and middleweight world champion, Carmen Basilio. I thought it was time to kind of switch it up on you, so let's go to the background information and do it with style. We give you another edition of Curtain Call. Carmen Basilio had what Rocky Balboa's trainer Mickey said about the Italian stallion. You got a lot of heart, Rocky. The five foot six Basilio fought like he was a boss, and you know what? Most of the time he was. After moving up in weight from welter to middleweight, Carmen met the great Sugar Ray Robinson at Yankee Stadium in September of 1957, and Carmen took a hard-earned split-decision win over the Sugar Man to secure the belt. Six months later, Robinson would win back the belt via a 15-round decision. Now, Carmen finished with a ring record of 56, 16, and 7 with 27 knockouts. He was inducted into the International Boxing Hall of Fame in 1990. Now, believe it or not, I actually took a shot to the chin thrown by Carmen. He was kidding around, joking with me, and he laughed. I acted like I was laughing, too, but I held onto the wall to steady myself. Lord have mercy. Carmen! You know, boxing today, uh, we've got, uh, seems like about seven or 8,000 champions. Uh, back in, in your day, uh, welterweight or middleweight or whatever, whatever a guy fought, there was one champion. Uh, how, do you, how do you feel about that? Because you're a guy that most of the boxing public, not most, I should say, all have tremendous respect for. Well, it's hard to say. It, it creates a lot of controversy. Uh, but then again, it brings down a lot of interest because there's always those arguments of who the real champion is. But really, when you come right down to it, there is only one champion. And uh, what happens eventually is these champions are going to have to get together and face each other and prove who the real champion is. You had some memorable fights, uh, of course, with Ray Robinson and... Uh, I guess uh, you're a guy, you had respect for him, and he obviously had respect for you, but you two guys, uh, there were no holds barred when you, when you went up against each other. Well, we had no love for each other. Um, it goes way back to 1952 when I was just a kid coming up, and I had just fought my second television fight, and it was Labor Day weekend, and I brought my wife to New York. It was the first time she'd ever been to New York City, and she, we're walking down Broadway near Times Square, and this pink Cadillac pulls up in front of the hotel. And I forget the name of the hotel. It never, it isn't, it doesn't exist any longer. And uh, this pink Cadillac pulled up, and I said to my wife, "That's Sugar Ray Robinson. I want to meet him." So I went up and I introduced myself to him, and oh, he gave me a cold shoulder and a brush off, and. Uh, I felt about one quarter of an inch tall because of that. And I walked away and I said, one of these days I'll fight him and get even with him. And and that brought on a lot of controversy when we finally did sign to fight each other seven year, or five years later in 1957. But um, naturally, when the bell rings, there's not supposed to be any love. 
and we fought a couple of wars. He was a good fighter, a great fighter. Uh, he had a great advantage being six feet tall. I'm only five, six and a half. And probably the hardest, no, not not probably, undoubtedly the hardest puncher I ever fought. So, uh, But um, he made a mistake when he never fought me the third fight because I won the first one, he won the second one. He would not fight me the third fight. And he fooled around for a couple of years and blew the title for 62000 and at that time, the third match was the hottest match in boxing, and we probably would have made a million apiece, and probably would have been the first time that middleweights ever made a million dollars. But that's his downfall. He made a mistake there. The man has passed away now. Let him rest in peace. But um, he made a big mistake there. I, I felt bad because I was looking to make that million bucks, too. Well, then, you know... We that name, along with yours, because you were, I mean, uh, one of the all-time great champions, but uh, people always say, well, pound for pound, uh, you know, you hear Ray Robinson was the greatest. Uh, would you, you classify him as the hardest puncher? Would you Would you say he was the greatest fighter? I mean, maybe not only the fights he fought with you, but I'm sure you, you watched him. Well, I thought I fought a couple of fighters that were smarter than him, only they weren't as tall as him, they couldn't punch as hard. One was Kid Gavlin, and I thought I beat him. I had him on the floor. Uh, the other guy was, they call him the uncrowned champion, who just recently passed away, Billy Graham. Uh, I thought those two guys were smarter than him, except that they couldn't punch like him. Uh, I fought nine world champions, so um, I think I'm a pretty good judge of talent. And I didn't think that he was the greatest fighter pound for pound. Uh, the greatest fighter that I saw during my time, when he was in his prime, pound for pound, was Willie Pep, featherweight champion. And to me, he was the greatest fighter that I ever saw. Uh, Willie Pep, of course, he had the great fights with Sandy Sadler. Right. Uh, three of them. And he was uh, a guy, well, he wasn't real close, but he was from Connecticut, I believe. Willie's from Hartford, Connecticut. That's about 350 miles from where I live. I all the years that Willie fought, I didn't know him. In the past few years, we've been been together a few times, and we got to be friends. And he's a real nice guy. Carmen, you know when I when I look through the the boxing uh, books, the history books, along with being a great fighter, though you were a guy. It seemed like every time I saw a shot of you after, you were like in a war because it seemed like you took uh, your eyes were always swollen. I mean, I think that's the image. People, you had tremendous heart. Nothing stopped you. But I always, I to me, I can always remember uh, how you looked after a fight. Well, I bruised easy, I guess, and I had sharp eye ridges on my eyebrows. I got cut almost every fight. Now, in 1957, when I fought Sugar Ray Robinson, I was having lunch with a doctor, and he reached over and he rubbed my eyebrow. He said, "No wonder you get cut." He says. You've got ridges there that are like razor blades. He says, I've got a friend of mine that's a plastic surgeon can fix that. He made an appointment with me with this doctor, and we set up another appointment. He took me in the hospital. In 45 minutes, he cut me open, cut these eyebrows of mine open, took some scar tissue out, <laughs> scraped the bone down, beveled it down, sewed me up. Gave me two white pills. He said, by the time you get home, you're going to be in pain. And I laughed at him because I had so many stitches put in my eyebrows. But he was right. When I got home, that Novocaine wore off, and I was in agony. 
I took one of those pills, went in the bedroom, laid down and slept for 12 hours, woke up, never had a bit of pain again, and I never got cut again. I fought four more years. Did uh, did anyone else, did this guy work on other fighters? Or was he a doctor? No, he was a plastic surgeon. He had never worked on a fighter before. You know, and, uh, now, funny thing about this doctor, a year later, he was having lunch with some other doctors, and he started choking on a piece of meat, and he said, I've got to go down to the men's room, I'm choking. And they didn't follow him down there. Do you know that they they waited, they didn't come back, they went down, they found him down on the floor, collapsed, and he died from it. He was a great surgeon. It's a very unfortunate thing to happen. Well... Carmen, uh, you guys, you've made money in your day, but not not anything close to what guys are making today. I know you're not a bitter type guy. You you had your career, you were successful, but do you ever think about that? You look at some of these guys today, and uh, maybe they're they're club fighters. Well, more power to them is all I can say. They're getting what they got coming because the television companies are paying for it. The theater, there's pay TV coming in, uh, they're entitled to it. More power to them. I'm happy for them. Uh, I never made that kind of money, you know, in, in the millions. Uh, the biggest payday I got, which was good during my time, was with Sugar Ray, $230,000, the first fight. And um, that was a lot of money then. But, you know, of course, millions and millions are a hell of a lot more. But... Uh, this there, they've got it coming. More power to them is all I can say. You were a champion, and you're always known as, as champ after that. Uh, it's, a, it's a sign of respect in boxing and for people that know. Uh, if you could put it into, into words, what does what it, it still mean to you today, and what did it mean then to, to be a world champion? Well, <laughs> then it meant everything, and today it's, it means a lot, too, because people haven't forgotten me. I've been very fortunate that way. Uh, people like me, uh, which is very important. And I've just been a lucky guy, that's all, that people still remember me and invite me to golf tournaments like Joe Namath's charity tournament, and I'm happy that I can contribute to these charity things. Finally, uh Champ, uh, when when you look back on your career and, and you know the type of fighter that you were, is there any certain way you'd like the fight fans or people to remember Carmen Basilio? Just that I gave them the action that they wanted to see. That's it. That's all. Well, listen, we appreciate you taking a few moments of your time. Uh, you were one of the greats, and it's been a privilege and uh, an honor to talk to you, and, and the best of luck in, in your golf game my pleasure, but I'm probably one of the worst golfers in the world, but I'll have fun with a bunch of nice guys. Always a champion, Carmen Basilio. By the way, the Boxing Writers Association of America voted Carmen Fighter of the Year in 1955 and 1957. You know, you never know what you're going to hear on the G-Man Show. So check us out with new content every Monday. And for those of you who do, I thank you. Hey, did I hear a bell in the distance? Remember, keep your hands up, your chin down, shoot the jab, and don't make me look for you. (laughs) 